What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Win Win Effect podcast presented by Winject Studios. I am your host, Chris Ross. And if you're new to us, welcome. Really excited and blessed to have you here for the first time. The outcome that we're after in each episode of this show is to introduce you to as many people as I cross paths with to inspire and help you, our listeners, to manifest anything you want out of life. How I go about achieving this is one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, that's success. Our featured guest for this week, I have an opportunity to pick the brain of a business mind, entrepreneur, podcaster, speaker, and a business building specialist, Jay Shear. In his 30 years of a business experience, he has helped a wide range of entrepreneurs. He serves his business owners, teaching them to optimize performance and get their business fit by creating a framework with providing them with the tools that strengthen the foundational components of their business while creating clarity, focus, accountability, discipline, scalability, and predictable results. If you are a business owner and you want to learn how to close the gap between where you currently are and where you want to go, today's episode will challenge you to start thinking differently to change your beliefs to take massive action. Before I kick this up a couple notches and start today's show, stand by for a quick message and I'll see you on the other side. This podcast is part of the Winject Studios Network, where podcasters come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how to apply to join the network, go to www.winject.com. That's W-I-N-J-E-C-T dot com. If you're ready to make a difference through podcasting, then we're ready to see you there. Thank you so much for coming on, Jay. I appreciate it. Man, hey, Chris, thank you so much. I, I truly am grateful for you. I appreciate it. I love the platform that you've built, the conversations that you've had. And I'm just, I'm thrilled to be here, man. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm a big fan of your show as well. You've introduced, I guess, a lot of people to your podcasting net, you know, network and obviously your show and, and what you do. And I love that you have a very diverse type of guest on your show. And it's not just always going into business and maybe sales, marketing. You're you're now, I guess, exploring some of the human behavior and what really drives like people like myself and people like you know, obviously the listeners with entrepreneurs of being in that zone of genius and in flying planes and that visionary type of role. Because sometimes you can't do both at the same time in business. But can you? Well, to, to that point, and, and I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to explore that a bit. So we can do anything, but we can't do everything. So, 100%. yeah. So when I look at, at the show, yes, it is a business show. But when you really peel back the layers, it is about the human experience. I mean, mm -hmm. we show up as ourselves to life and to business. And everything that happens in our life comes along with us. And I've just been, I've been a student of studying the human experience, studying success, studying mm -hmm. business, studying the, the ups and downs and the seasons that we go through and how that impacts what happens with us every day and how that impacts what we do in our business. So I love the opportunity to explore that more deeply and really try to understand who someone is at their core mm -hmm. so we can better understand 
what the nuances, what, what right. can we take away from that? What can we learn, right? How can we improve and show up more empowered and better? I like that you just said that. And what can we learn? A lot of, I guess you say, you wouldn't say guru, that would be the right word to use, but maybe more of a business consultant or a strategist trying to ask questions with some of their clients or new clients and figuring out what are some of your core values as a business, not a business of you trying to make money, but what are your core values? I asked, sometimes I ask a lot of entrepreneurs these types of questions and they can't label more than two. Mm. If I was a client of yours or a prospective client, and if I came to you, Jay, and you asked me that question, what are some of your core values pertaining to your business model or philosophy? And if I wasn't able to kind of label more than two, what jumps out to you? How do you kind of get around that? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And it does happen because it's an mm -hmm. area, Chris, where, you know, let me back up for one second. I work with many small businesses. Yes. And so I came from the corporate world, but I have chosen to work with smaller businesses. And what I find is many of them don't really have their core values identified. Mm -hmm. And not only do they not have their core values identified, they may not understand the importance of the okay. core values. So if I ask that question, and it is absolutely one of the questions that I ask, if they either don't have core values identified, or they're not quite sure, well, why do I need those? Mm -hmm. You know, then we really start to go deep. So they understand the value, why it's so important to have core values, because it really lays the groundwork for what we're willing to say yes to, what we're willing to say no to, how we operate our business, how we hire, how we fire, how we mm -hmm. motivate, decisions that we make day in, day out are all tied back to our core values. And if we haven't, if we haven't been able to articulate those, then we're willing to do almost anything and move in any direction without anything that's actually centering us. Right. So I think it's an important exercise to go through to identify the core values. Now, you mentioned if you came to me and you had two of them, you know, I would maybe dig a little bit deeper and let's really delve into what is most meaningful and what's most important to you and to the business. Right. That doesn't mean we need a list of 15, 20 core values because we don't. Mm -hmm. But if we have five, six core values that are that are meaningful, that resonate with us, that keep us driven and motivated and are very foundational to what mm -hmm. we do and why we do it, then that's fantastic. And that's the direction we're trying to get to. And I wasn't trying to like a trick question, I guess you would say starting off and just going with the conversation, obviously where it's kind of leading us. Yeah. And I, the reason why I wanted to bring it up and why it came to my mind is I've been working on a lot of different types of opportunities for, you know, the podcasting network and Winject studios and bringing on a lot of shows on our network. And I'm finding now that small businesses, even sometime in mid-level businesses, or even ones that are in the seven and eight figure numbers, they they still can't that I guess what's happened with COVID has made things a little bit more murky water for them, a little bit more blurry than it would have been originally because they don't understand the areas of opportunity where they are right now in a digital world. Because a lot of us, and even myself included, 
have made a lot of shifts when it comes to maybe speaking at events or looking at maybe opening up a different types of, I guess, streamlining opportunities in virtual and maybe virtual summits, or it could be courses. When I'm asking questions about some of the core values and what do they value when it comes to their own business model and what they're trying to accomplish, sometimes they not are able to tell me more than two, but that's sometimes that it's enough for me to kind of dig through and, and break through all the layers where mm-hmm. they originally would have mentioned two to me, Jay. Now I'm able to expose a lot, maybe a 15 areas of opportunity for them to really explore that themselves. As a, you've been in industry for over 30 years and I'm not trying to make you more of a dinosaur in this industry, right? But that's a, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. That's, that's something that's, you know, it, it needs to be addressed. That's a lot of experience for you to make a quick impact with someone. Maybe even, it doesn't matter what type of level of business you're on, but especially with someone that's starting off in business and trying to reach that high six-figure income or getting to that seven-figure income. But it's not about the income. It's about the impact. How much do you, how much do you kind of, I guess, frame that with your questioning and going always back to the impact, not really trying to make the income. I always lean to impact first rather than income. Any day to ends a Y in entrepreneurship, you better be producing revenue or you're going to have a hobby. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. right. And it's, it's so funny you bring that up because I had a coaching call yesterday with a business. Well, so I had a coaching call yesterday with someone who wants to take a hobby and turn it into a business. Okay. And they had so many different areas that they wanted to move into, which was telling me that if everything's important, nothing's important, right? So getting clarity on what it is you want to do, how do you serve? How are you going to show up? What problems are you solving? And how are you going to identify that area and test market what it is that you're doing? So it's uh, it, it, it's interesting. So having those initial conversations with someone who's interested in getting into business or already has an existing business that's looking to, let's say, build a more solid foundation and figure out how do I grow this business the right way and create more impact. Mm-hmm. It it's so much of it. First, it it always starts with mindset. I mean, the the reason I wear this shirt is it's a reminder yeah. to me of what truly is important and to keep my mindset sharp and that I'm focused on growing, always growing and never stagnating and being open to opportunities. So from a business perspective, it goes back to the why. Why am I doing what am I why am I doing what I'm doing? What is my purpose? Right? How am I showing up every day? If I can't figure that piece of it out, then I need to go back to the drawing board because I'm not ready to go out into the community and start creating or generating revenue. The first piece of it is trying to figure out how and why do I want to do what I want to do and what type of impact do I want to have on my community, on my clients, on on me, on my family, on the world. Mm -hmm. Get that energy piece right first. And then let's talk about what the next steps might look like. The next steps will look like you won't be wasting a lot of your energy that we 
waste and it gets drained and sucked from us because we're being reactive, not proactive. Yes. I, I find that a lot where people a little bit more, I guess you would say they're, if they're purpose driven, they're not going to focus on all the things they can't control because they have a higher purpose. They're going to blaze through those levels because they've been there before with exposure. It could be maybe having the right type of business leaders or mentors that they've had, maybe not just a one-on-one coach, but it could be just done by indirectly mm-hmm. for myself included. I haven't had a lot of mentors, I guess you would say, but I've had a lot of great business minds around my vicinity that I was able to kind of like, okay, learn from their mistakes, learn from some of their, I guess, achievements, learning how to break those down, learning how to look at some of those areas of opportunity. What if they would have went with this way at this time and made this move? Were they prepared? And that's where I wanted to kind of lean in with this question. People ask me a lot. People ask me a lot, like, how are you able to do what you're doing at these types of levels in different industries? I'm like, okay, that's a really good question. I'm just prepared. I'm the most prepared for any situation at that time. And I try to test the universe on, I'm 100% prepared, but I'm always going to get hit with something that I'm not able to see. So if I was able to put myself in a situation where I felt like I was most prepared for any given moment or any given situation, there's a good chance I'm going to be able to put myself in the right situation and moving forward. But even if you're taking a step back and if I was a small business owner and I didn't have that type of exposure, I'm not able to make the proper adjustments to move at that time and that quickly. So that, I guess it goes all the way back to mindset and goes back to exposure. Would you agree? Uh, that and perspective. Okay. So, got it. So I want to elaborate unpack. on that. For, yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to unpack a little bit about what you said, because it's a, it's an important point that I don't want to overlook. And mm. for your listeners, as well as my audience, who's going to be listening to this, yeah, that's going 100%. to be part of your audience, because they're going to love what you're doing if they're not already exposed to it. But you talked about mentors and coaches, right? Mm -hmm. And surrounding yourself with others who have done it before, who are doing the things that you want to do and you want to learn from them. And that's that's the key word right there is that you're open to learning. So the moment we think that we know something, we shut ourselves up or shut ourselves out to being able to take in new learnings. That's just the way we operate. That's part of our operating system. So we always have to be open to growth and open to new new learnings and new opportunities, right? That's part of being receptive to that. So tell me about, I mean, I would love to hear your experience with with mentors and coaches, and I'll share mine too, because Mm -hmm. even as- That was was my next set of questions I was going to ask you about who who were some, what were some of your, I guess, people that you were exposed to, but you can get more than welcome. I love that you're taking it and turning it because I think that's the best shows out there that you don't just get on here just because I'm a podcast host and I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. It's more of a conversation. It needs to be a conversation. So this goes out to all the listeners that I have right now that are tuning into this. And I and I appreciate you tuning in because I do have a lot of great people that cannot wait for you know new episodes to launch every single week. They're like chomping at the bit. So guys, this is a really good opportunity for you. If you're a podcast host 
It's not always you just need to ask questions. You need to be adaptable to change of where he's probably going to go with this. Adaptable to change and being exposed, uh, having a great impactful conversation for every person that in his audience, our audience, and everybody that you come in contact with every single day. But go ahead, Jay. I love that you're going with this. Okay, so let, let's let's go back to the conversation on mentors and coaches. So, and I, again, going back to always wanting to learn, and I'll make a point about hosting here in a moment because you you're exceptional at what you do, and I'm here because not only do I want to share, but I want to learn too. I want to learn from you, and one of the reasons why you're coming on my show, which actually we're going to be recording it next week is because you have a wealth of information. You have so much to share. And I, I want to learn from that, right? I want to ask better questions, deeper questions. I want to get to the root of your knowledge to be able to, to be able to pull that out, distill it, share it, learn for myself so I can become better and then share that with an even greater number of individuals. So Please tell me about your experience in working with a, a mentor and a coach. What did what did you learn? What was that approach like for you? And mm -hmm. what what did you take away from it that you would share with others? And then I'll share mine, my experience I love, as well. I love this question. Thank you for even asking this question. A lot of people, they skip over this when they're looking, I guess, for mentors or the right people. I've always been very conscious of the fact of where I'm getting information. Am I getting it from a valuable source and a trusted source? So, and I'll kind of, I'm going to put two different pins in this. I had a, a blessed with the opportunity to interview a person called, uh, his name is Steve Sims. If, do you know who Steve is? I don't. He was, he's a phenomenal guy. He's actually from um, London. Um, is a, come from a bricklayer type of business. Um, his family, hardworking family, Irish family and whatnot. Then he moved for, to there and went to Tokyo and it just, he was able to, I guess, be exposed to, he was a door guy for a bar and clubs and whatnot. And he saw a huge opportunity where he was able to introduce people to the party. He didn't have to be the main attraction. So he ended up moving up to um, LA. I think he's in, I think he's in LA right now. Forgive me, Steve, if I don't know that information, I know he's in California somewhere in that little vicinity, but what he does, he's got, he's the main person. He's got Elton John as a client, Elon Musk as clients. He's taking people down to the Titanic He's, he's had Anderbostelli uh, serenade people, right? Um, he's the guy in, the, he's the middleman, but he's the perfect middleman. People pay him to solve his problem, solve their problems and get what they want. With the people that pay an astronomical type of numbers, it's embarrassing for them to actually ask for favors, if that makes sense. They're going to get mm -hmm. more from it. So I've learned that. And he said something on in a meeting when I was, re, when I was interviewing him and I picked up, I picked this up. That he was like, people pay me to solve their problems. Learn from something from that. So if I had to ask that and relate that to a mentoring question, I wanted to make sure that I'm going to learn from people that haven't made all their coin or all their income from one industry. There's so many areas of opportunity for people to really grasp something from someone that's maybe done so many different things. And if you look at some of the major players in entrepreneurship, they haven't made all their money just from consulting mm -hmm. or investments, um, sales, marketing, operations, fulfillment, doesn't matter. They are able to take what they do and take it to another level 
And that's just part of what they needed to learn at that time in their journey in entrepreneurship. And people ask me a lot of questions. We're like, well, who did you learn from? I didn't really learn from just one source. I've been a sponge to a lot of great minds out there. And I will tell you this, Jay, I've learned more of what not to do than what to do from every entrepreneur out there. I believe it. What not to do in situations, especially when you're the biggest thing that I had to learn. And I guess investigate, and it comes from cultivation and silence and cultivation and self-discovery was mm -hmm. me digging into my and identifying my ego, not identifying to mask or, or control my ego. I just learned how to manage it because people suffer from that. I see a lot of major like level entrepreneurs. If something happens in their organization indirectly or directly, how they address that, everyone's watching. <laughs> Everyone is watching. And right now I got a freaking spotlight on me, Jay. So there's a, yeah, they would say a lot of pressure, but I've always been that kind of person where I really thrive on that pressure. I need that pressure because what that pressure means to me, Jay, is that I'm actually breaking through levels and there's resistance there. When there's no resistance, everything's easy peasy. Well, I, I, I lean into that resistance because that's what I need to get to the next level. So I thrive off of that. So to kind of answer your question, some of the things that I was exposed to are what not to do. And from their failures and their, I guess, shortcomings or setbacks, I learned more from those moments on how they went about handling that situation. It didn't work out for them. Then I was able to kind of take that information in. Like when I get to that type of level, I'm not going to make that mistake. I tell you, so such a valuable point, Chris. So often we're looking for the you know, what's the secret sauce? What's the magic bullet? Mm -hmm. What's the pill that I can take, right? What's going to give me the the instant result or the outcome that I'm looking for as quickly as possible? And we're looking for the, the how-tos. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's the how not to, right? It's <laughs> 100%, I mean, man. the beauty of learning from others who have already been down the path that we're interested in going down is looking at where did they, what were the mistakes that were made, right? What did they take away from that? Why did they move from this to this? Mm -hmm. What was the, what were they thinking about? What was the process that they went through when they made a wrong turn or a wrong right. pivot? What did they take away from that, right? And what, how have they applied that learning to what they're doing today? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Such value that comes from learning from others and learning what didn't go well and what they didn't do versus what they have done. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're a result today of the decisions that we've made, right? 100%. All the decisions that we've made throughout life have led us to where we are right now. So no matter who we are, no matter what our station is in life, if we are looking for more, if we're looking to contribute more, to be more, to show up mm -hmm. better than we are today. We you mentioned that look, quite a few times. You mentioned that quite a bit, showing up. And then because you, I'll let you finish your thought. That's so yeah. important. I just want to shine a light on that just real quick. There, I think there's been three times that you brought up show up. And I don't know if the listeners really caught on. 
showing how you and when you show up is important and being conscious of that and holding yourself accountable. So, expand on that if you can. Expand on yeah, that if you can. I, I, absolutely, I, I will. I think that it is so incredibly important that no matter what your voice is, no matter mm -hmm. what your position or title is, the way that you show up makes a significant difference. It makes a difference in your life. It makes a difference in the life of your family. It makes a difference mm -hmm. in the life of your clients, of your community. Whenever you are out and about, whenever you put your voice out on social platforms or in a business meeting or one-on-one -on -one with a client, how you show up for that individual can change their life. I mean, think mm -hmm. about it. It's it, it the words that you use, the voice inflection that you use, and you don't have to. I'm not comparing my voice to anyone else's voice, right? I, mine is uniquely mine. Yours is uniquely yours. Good voice. Yours. Good well, voice thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. But but here's the thing: you you know you you have your own superpower, right? Your unique gifts, but the way that you bring those out is right. the way that you show up. So you you hit on a, a key point, and that is always being prepared. Well, that's one big thing that you can do is always be prepared. So no matter what situation you're walking into, whether mm -hmm. it's a business meeting or hosting a podcast or being a podcast guest or you know anything else that you're doing, be as prepared as you can. What that does is it shows the other individual that you care, right? 100%. That you put value on that person's time and on the energy that they're trying to provide. Mm -hmm. So I look, I, I, I'm very intentional about the way that I show up and I'm not referring to the way that I dress or, or my hair. I, I know that has everything out. to do with your conscious. It has everything That's to do it. with your energy, has yeah. everything to do with your energy. Love this. Yes. Keep going. And you, you tell me, Chris, I mean, when, before we started recording, all right, and I'm going to go back to the first time you and I had a conversation, not even today, but the first time we had a conversation, I felt you, I saw you, I felt you, man, I felt your energy. And it wasn't in the words that you used, although you're well-spoken and I love your energy that comes out in your voice, man, but it was, it was you, man, it's mm -hmm. your presence. Again, it's aligned, the way yeah. that you Got show it. up. Now, whether you Same feel for you. that for me, okay, so it, it's, it reciprocates. And when you and I, when we're able to connect with someone and anyone else, anyone that's in your audience, when you're able to connect with someone on a human level, on a deep level, that energy that you give off with one another, think about it. Two powerful pieces of energy coming together, man. They It grows exponentially. And you got to learn how to channel it as well. You got to learn how to channel it as well. I talked to, and I actually talked to Bogart about this and I, I was very conscious of this. And I was like, are you aware on how you transfer energy. And I asked that question to him. He's like, well, yes, but no, but I've never really answered that question before. So I, I'm kind of answering it on the fly. And I've always been one of those kind of people where I, got, I hear something and I, I always remember that part of the conversation. And, and I'm, I'm going to sprinkle this. The reason why I maybe have worked with someone 10 years ago, Jay, and I would not remember who they are by their name or the way they look. I remember their story. Mm. I emerged myself so much into their world and their feelings and their emotions. And some of the things that I'm so aware of that they're not telling me, they don't even, they're not conscious of that's a skill, but you need, I honed in on that skill at a very young age. And I'm going to get into all those, 
the reasons why, and I'll, I'll save it for your show. But when we're and everyone's probably they've heard this story a couple of times, but it's not about me, it's you. But this is where I've learned how to transfer my energy into people and seeing how receptive they are to that energy. If they're not able to handle that type of energy and they don't know what to do with it, then I can't recycle that energy back into my energy source and me and plugged into me being, you know, obviously the things that I'm trying to accomplish. And I keep saying this a lot. And I really truly believe I don't say it because it sounds great. It's one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, that success. And that's what I mean by energy. Mm. Love that. And if you're transferring that energy into a positive source, you're going to get something positive from it. But if I'm transferring that energy into a negative source, I'm going to quickly identify that. And I'm not going to give all of the effort and all the energy in it because you're not a, you're not going to be a receptive to the deeper level of understanding. And it's all about exposure. When I talk about being prepared, I ask clients this. Are you prepared in any given moment to make the proper adjustments you need to when you're trying to get to the outcome? They tell me yes. <laughs> but I'm going to ask them next, next question. Are you prepared to destroy the version of yourself you created up until this present moment from all the decisions and choices you've made up until this present moment? And it's the gift. But if you're willing to destroy the version of yourself right now to get you to where you want to go, 99.9% of them tell me no. Ooh, big question. Big question. I love that. And you have to transfer that go from why me to try me. Mm. I'm a try me guy. I want you to try me. And you're not going to try me. That's looking, staring down the face of adversity and going, not today. You're not going to get me today. Yeah. I'm prepared to do that. And that comes from me being exposed to certain people, me being plugged into my energy sources and also defining my own competitive advantage. And that's what I've really helped myself. But then I'm learning from everybody's failures and learning what not to do. And everything I learned what not to do is be what everybody else wants me to be. I'm going to do what brings me joy. There you that's go. That's powerful. So when I'm going to flip this back over to you just for a second with the mentorship and what you were exposed to and your 30 years of entrepreneurship and you being a sponge. And it sounds like to me, just from all the work you put in, this is why you're making an impact. Like what are, what is some of your story and what are, what are some of the things and some of the people that you come in contact over your, you know, I guess experience in your years of consulting with clients? Sure. Absolutely. Well, th- thank you. I appreciate the question and I hope this is helpful. So the work that I put in to, creating best case scenarios for me for Mm -hmm. learning, right? For ensuring that I have a growth mindset, meaning that I'm always open to learning more and that I, that I realize that, you know, I was born with a certain number of gifts, which I'm very blessed to have, but no matter what our circumstances are, no matter what our situation is, we're not stuck there right? We can change, we can adapt, we can grow. So, but that work continues today. It's ongoing. It's like, Mm. I would equate it, Chris, to, well, I'll make it simple, working out, right? Because that's something that everyone can somewhat relate to, right? Changing lifestyles, going in the gym, wanting to live a healthier lifestyle, maintain your your best self, your, your body, your mind, your spirit, all those types of things. You don't go to the gym one time or two times and expect that you're going to see fantastic results. It takes work. It takes daily effort. It takes Mm -hmm. changing habits and behaviors 
and being committed. And when I say committed, I mean that it doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter what comes up. We are, if we're committed to something, we're going to figure out a way. We're going to look for a solution to continue to move forward. So I make a conscious choice to go and work on myself every single day. Because I always know that there is something that I can learn from how I showed up yesterday that I can apply today to become just a little bit more self-aware and better at what I do. Now, I have my own ways of measuring what better looks like, and we all should, right? What better looks like for me is not necessarily what better looks like for you. So 30 years in a corporate career, in working with a lot of entrepreneurs, small businesses, mid-sized businesses, you one of the one of the key takeaways for me over all that time was to be relevant, right? Stay oh, wow, like on top of your game because it's too easy to look at someone who has had a 30-year career or 20-year career or longer and look at that individual and say, well, that's great right? But they don't get it. They don't get what's going on today because the market's placed. Or the it's, market's easy, it's easy for them to say that. It's so yeah. easy for people to say that, it but if one have that type of level of experience and for that long, and I think that's a blessing and that's a gift of being sticking around for that long. And, and especially when it comes to entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, I, I can't tell you how many people I meet that have to lock up shop because they're not producing revenue and they're not really making an impact, but they're, it's the ones that go through the different eras of business and understanding and being conscious of those eras and what the marketplace is actually telling them and screaming at them. I was screaming this seven years ago. You got to get online. You got to get online. I'm not saying I was a genius. I started learning from other people and just being a sponge, but go ahead and finish your, finish your point. I think that was something well, that, they desperately need to hear. It's not the level of experience. It's going through the different areas and something that you're able to communicate that to your buyers and communicate that to your clientele. It's like, I've been here before because X, Y, Z. Here's what here's what you would do in the 80s. Here's what you do in the 90s or two, that doesn't matter. 70s, 20s, it doesn't matter. Here's what you need to do now. Here's why. Yes, and I'm going to go back to a word that we spoke about a few minutes ago, and that was perspective. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what that length of time and what those experiences that I was grateful to have gave me is perspective, gave me the ability to take a step back, to look at a situation, to look through different optics, right? To be able to see a a bit of the bigger picture, because it's too easy for us when we are in the situation right? To get caught up in the minutia, not be able to see what's truly going on because we can't identify the blind spots. And if you don't mm-hmm. think you have blind spots, think again. 100%. Uh, because, we all because, have if them. You don't think, we all have them. If you don't think I have them, if you don't think you do, then that's your ego. And we can certainly talk about ego, but I, mm-hmm. and I will mention one thing about that relative to, to my career up to this point. But that perspective is so vital. And it's a great thing to be able to tie that back to coaches and mentors. So when you're surrounding yourself with just amazing people who have been there before, right? They've seen where those challenges occur and they can help guide you, coach you, help 
push you, not be your friend. That's not what I'm talking about here. This is about really pushing and helping you think differently, challenging your beliefs. And that is not a comfortable or an easy place to be, but it's a necessary place to be if you're truly interested in growing. And I certainly believe that everyone that's listening to your podcast wants to grow, right? Because they want to learn from you. They want to learn from your guests. So keep challenging yourself. Surround yourself. Hire a coach. If, whether you work with me, whether you work with, with Chris, whether you work with someone else, but hire someone. And when I say hire, I'm talking about invest yes, in 100%. that growth. Because the moment you cut a check or you PayPal or pay with a credit card, however you, ch Bitcoin, whatever it happens to be, you're now invested, right? You've got skin in the game. And mm -hmm. if you're not willing to do that, then that's telling me that you're not truly, what, what does Brian Bogart say? Yeah, are, are you committed or are you interested? Yeah, that's a, There's a, a, big a difference. totally different conversation. Totally different yeah. conversation you need to have on the way that they would answer it. I mean, sometimes their pause will tell me all the answers that I need. And I move on. Yeah. I've thrown away some pretty, you know, middle sized fish to get to the bigger fish because I knew that those middle fish aren't going to understand and I got to re explain things. And it's going in those subtle times where I got to oh, listen, I got to recap now. That's where I, you need to be conscious of how you're transferring energy. And is that energy, I guess, outlet receptive to it, like receptive to that energy and can handle it? If you can't handle the energy and you can't handle my full passion and, and everything that I'm speaking about with a level of authority, then you're not the right type of person for me or that type of business for me. Because I'm I'm over here doing this. I'm not going to lower my standards. I'll do everything I need to do to get you around here, but I'm not going to lower and compromise my quality of life or the, my way of thinking or trying to communicate in whatever I'm trying to accomplish. And I think that I see a lot of great business minds sometimes taking that, I guess you would say, opportunity to lower their standards and they wonder why they're not reaching the goals and, and stuff for people. I'm not running a charity, Jay. I'm expensive. Why I'm expensive is the value that I'm bringing my buyers and bringing the industry. But I know, I know the value of a dollar. I know what I'm worth as well. I know exactly what it is. And how hard is that with people that you come in contact with in your experience? Yeah, that's 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 a challenging one. I, I just want to make one point going back to the value that you deliver. I know just enough about you that whatever it is that you're charging, whatever that is, you are more than likely delivering at least, at least five times, if not more, that in value. And that's the important point when it comes to looking at any business. Are you looking at purely a transactional relationship or are you looking at this through a longer lens, right? Through a longer timeline where you're actually building relationships. When you're focused on building real relationships with, with your clients, you're focused on delivering massive value because you understand the importance of giving, 
of creating impact, of transforming someone else's life through the information and service that you provide. So if if I charge a dollar for something, I fully expect that my client is going, going to receive $10 or more worth of value from that. And I ensure that if I'm going to work with someone, that I have the ability to do that and that we're aligned and that it's the right fit. It's the right energy level. And I want to go back to that because where I believe that you were going, if I was listening and heard the right words, it is connecting with your ideal clients. And if there is 100%. one statement that just gets under my skin, it's this. When someone tells me that their ideal client is anyone that can fog a mirror, oh. I, I just... I feel for that person. I truly do. Because what ends up happening when you have that type of belief? What ends up happening is that you spend an inordinate amount of time, resources, energy chasing a rabbit that you're not going to catch. You're not going to, and I'm not going to, resonate or connect with everyone. I already know that. And that's mm -hmm. totally okay. Not everyone is going to be at my vibration level. They're not going to resonate with my message. They're not going to like my personality. They're not going to like the way that I show up. And that's totally fine. But you will attract those that you need to attract, that want, need and value what you bring. So as opposed to trying to chase everybody, chase the right people, connect How with the right people. What does that look like for you when you're trying to teach someone the customer avatar they need to attract? Yeah, that's that's a great one. The very first thing that I would work on with that individual is to know not only what we do, how we do it, how we serve, and what problems right. we solve, right? So at least I've got that piece of it identified. Now I need to figure out, uh, once I've identified that, who are those individuals that have these issues? that are the type of client that is going to value the type of service that we provide. And we have to do some testing, right? So mm -hmm. if there's a set of potential clients out there that are only interested in the lowest dollar price point for a service, and I provide a high level service at a price point that we deliver massive value and it allows us to, right? Because we're looking at sustainability, then there's a disconnect there. That's not the type of client that's gonna be, that's going to align well with what we do. Now I can refer that client to someone mm -hmm. else, but we have to get crystal clear on where who that client is, right? What do they look like? What are they interested in? What do they value? What is their, what, what what are their values, right? Where do they hang out? Where do they spend time? Mm -hmm. Who are they talking to? Because right. now I need to figure out how I'm going to get in proximity of those individuals. And much of it, Chris, is almost like a there's a testing ground, right? I have to throw information out there. I have to add value at every turn. But then I have to find out where is my message sticking? right? Because I oh, want to create that. stickiness, but where is it sticking? Who's it resonating with? Are they coming back because they have an interest 
right? They want to find out more. And when that happens, I'm keeping track of that, right? Because I want to understand who can I best serve with the type of information and the type of services or products that that I provide. Mm-hmm. And we have to dig deep on that. We have to ask a lot of very important questions and not go surface level. And please, if there's anything that you take away from this piece of the conversation, understand this. You as a business owner and as a leader have got to get clarity and understand who it is you can serve best. Mm-hmm. Spend time on that because it will save you an inordinate amount of time, resources, energy, money later on down the road. If, and also, you touched on the energy side of it. That's where I look at a huge level of awareness for people. People can't tell me if I took my iPhone off this charger right now, Jay, it's not plugged into an energy source any longer. Is it fair to say that that phone's going to die over time? Yes. The moment you wake up in the morning, you're now not, you're not plugged into your energy source. You need to be more conscious of where you're going to be able to have an opportunity to recycle your energy. I view people and the things that I do for a living. I'm so purpose driven. Everything that I do serves a purpose. Everything I do serves a purpose. Everything I do not do serves a bigger purpose. And I had to ask myself difficult questions and going, Jay, this shit isn't serving me. Um, why am I doing it? <laughs> what am I? Do I wake up in the morning to serve them? I serve the clients that need me. And they're in desperate need of me and they're willing to pay me whatever I ask them to pay me because it's not about what I'm charging them. It's about what I'm bringing to them. Yes. I make it a no brainer for people. It's a no brainer. So how, how are you going to be able to sit there with this going on? I paraphrase, this is your situation. I paint the picture for them to see it again. So you mean to tell me this, I use this type of framework. So you mean to tell me, Jay, that we've worked with each other up to this point. And I was able to provide a product, service, or good t-shirt, popsicle, or whatever that could serve your needs at this time, let alone for the next one to three to five years. And I was able to get it to a point to where you're able to understand the, the affordability for the next one to three to five years and a potential ROI, return mm-hmm. on investment for you, and the type of level of impact it can make for your community, family, businesses, even the people of your businesses and their families. So you mean to tell me at this time that you feel that it's not the best time for you to move forward? Help me kind of understand that. I'll put it right back on them. This is how I'm able to sell a $5 million program for $100 million. This is how I'm able to sell a t-shirt for a hundred, you know, hundred bucks. It's about the, it's the way that I made them feel during that process of getting able, and I guess you would say qualified to have that conversation. It's not about the program, product, service, t-shirt, good popsicle. It's never about these things. And that's where everyone is focusing on. When people sign up for a program, Jay, I don't care if it's a, you know, hundred million dollar opportunity. When they sign up for it and request information, they feel that they are entitled 
to getting what they want. Mm. You're not entitled. <laughs> Where's the sense of entitlement come from? And you've, and I'm going to ask this, and I'm going to flip this on you for a second and changing, I guess you would say the, the format. How much do you pick up on a sense of entitlement with your, with your clientele? I'm, I'm thinking about that one for a moment because I will typically have a, I'll have a discovery call, but mm -hmm. then I also, there's a process that I go through where I'm really trying to, to peel yeah. back the layers yeah. on, on who the individual is and what their pain points and challenges are and how they view themselves, mm -hmm. right? How they mm -hmm. view their business. And it's usually at that point in the conversation where I'm trying to get a much better handle on who they are as an okay, individual, good. because that's going to allow me to determine whether this is someone I really want to work with because I'm not like, like you, uh, we, we want to, obviously we're, we're here to generate revenue, right? Mm -hmm. we're, we're not running a, a not-for-profit business or a hobby, right? We want to be able to help people. We want to transform lives. We want to create great experiences for the people that we work with. But I also have to enjoy working with someone. There it is. And if I don't feel that, if I'm not sensing that, which is going to happen through meeting them through the types of questionings, right? Through peeling back the layers of that onion on who that individual is. If I'm not feeling it, Chris, the answer is no. Mm -hmm. that, just, that's where I was leading uh, into that question. The bigger question I wanted to ask you is the only way that you're able to do that is using your emotional intelligence. Yeah, bingo. You have to, right? It, if all you're interested in doing is just transacting, Mm -hmm. dollar for dollar, right? If you're not looking to truly build something extraordinary, then go do what it is that you want to do. And, and I stay wish over you there. all the best in the world. Stay <laughs> over, stay over right? there. Yeah. But if you're really looking to make impact and build something meaningful and be fulfilled and enjoy what you're doing and enjoy the working relationships that you have, be so excited every day to get up and be able to deliver something, right? Be able to serve and deliver value. If that's what you're looking for, and that's mm -hmm. the kind of feeling and energy that you have, then this is what it's about. It is about building relationships, connections, working with the people that you enjoy working with and being able to decide yes and no. Right. Being able to say no to the things that, that just don't empower you and give you energy or, or suck your energy and saying yes to the things that, that give you energy, saying yes to those things that really at the end of the day, you look back and you say, wow, I mean, what, what a remarkable day. I, right. may, not have, I may not have accomplished everything that I had, had wanted to, but man, I'm telling you what, the conversations I had, the right. relationships that I built today, the, 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 the energy that was given off, it's, it's incredible. That's the feeling that I want to continue to go after and that I thrive on. Love it. I love this conversation. And I want everyone, and I'm, I got so excited just then. I probably saw me kind of bouncing up and down. I can't stop myself sometimes. I get so hype. But when I'm watching someone speak from their inner essence of themselves, and you can only communicate what you're passionate about at that time. It's like when you're a little kid 
Think about those times when you're a little kid and you come walking into a room and you're so excited to tell your parents something that happened. And that's the only way that you're able to communicate that it comes from your inner self. And when you're plugged in and you're tapped into whatever that is for you and what brings you that type of level of excitement, you'll always have a good day. So true. I don't work. I don't know the difference between work. Yeah, right. Exactly. I don't know the difference between work and play anymore because I'm tapped into all those areas in my life. A year ago, Jay, I did very well financially still, but I've made more money in the last year than I have in my whole lifetime. You just add all the other years on entrepreneurship up. Okay. But it doesn't matter. It's not the dollar amount. It's the amount of value that I have now. That's what it's all about and being plugged in and dialed in. I've, I've suffered from this years ago as FOMO. You know what it is? Oh, yes. Fear of <laughs> missing out. <laughs> My cat suffers from FOMO. Okay. He's got a fear of missing out of something. And I, I don't know if cats kind of like consent your personality at a time and take your personality. I've heard that that could be true. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not going to get into that conversation, but who knows? I have a, I used to have a fear of missing out of opportunities. So over the last year, I went from, you know, setting up a, a couple, you know, very lucrative deals for myself. And those who are following my story, understand what that is. And me positioning two nationally accredited trade schools and, and programs and selling those to major corporations that pick up, it got picked up. They did a lot of rebranding. It was so funny is, they're speaking my words, but it's not my voice. It's not my face, but they're speaking my words. That was yes. a huge accomplishment for me. When I got there and then I went back to, I was like, okay, what do I build now? What do I do with my time? Okay. When I started like setting up clients and I've walked away for $4 million this past year of moving away from contracts. So I'm able to build Winject Studios with Bogert, you know, Justin Shank, you know, Adam Shively. We're able to make an impact in looking for different kinds of collaborations. I was like, my heart, it wasn't in it anymore, man. I started like not going towards the things that I wanted. I started moving away from things that I didn't want. I, I want to let, let's keep Please. going down that, that thread. I want to pull on that thread. That's what I'm 100%. trying to say. So I am, man, I tell you, I am digging into the book essentialism. Okay. Don't know if you've read it, but for anyone that's listening to this, it is such a powerful voice. And it's it's one of those books. It's about doing less but more. Mm. Okay. So listen that's to powerful. that. Doing less but more. And it's being able to look at saying no mm. to things so you can say yes to the things that are truly essential. Now, how do we identify what's truly essential. Well, that's part of the process and that's part of the learning. But what you just hit on, so you have a, a, a an opportunity that's in front of you, right? As opposed to immediately saying yes, because it's a great opportunity, right? I need to start, I need to dig into that. I need to understand, is this something that that aligns with my core values? Is this something that mm -hmm. I feel passionate about, right? That's going to drive me. Is it going to create the kind of impact that I'm interested in creating? Or is it just going to be, is it going to be a time suck, right? Yeah. And 
those are very important questions to ask ourselves. And I love the fact that you were able to be self-aware enough and to be able to say no to that because that gave you the ability to say yes to so many other things that are much more meaningful to you at this particular point and moment in time, right? Mm -hmm. Which is really all we only have anyway. Right. It wasn't so, a clear break though. It wasn't like a clear break for me. And I'll tell you why. Just and, and I'm going to try to communicate this to you so that way you can kind of get it and maybe understand maybe an area opportunity to communicate it to the listeners that maybe I haven't communicated that way before. I was subconsciously telling them no not consciously telling them no for a little bit of period of a time because my company that I was building and in, in the areas of opportunity, everyone was being, everyone was profitable. It was a sustainable model. They're making money. They're happy, but I wasn't feeling it. I'm the head of the snake, man. Hmm. And if the head of the snake isn't open to opportunities and it isn't hungry, what do you think is going to happen? That's a red flag, brother. That's a red, red flag. flag. So I had to hold myself accountable to that growth and and looking, always seeking resistance. There's no more resistance for me in that area of, I guess, that industry anymore. I was like, either I can keep going to higher levels and go to Fortune 500 companies in which I was breaking into those levels. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore, man. I'm just not with it. They'll send me a business outline. They'll send me their... I guess their processes, they'll aligning those pro I'm like, I just don't, I don't care, man. I'm done. I've already, I've already been here, dropped the microphone a few times in this industry. I'm done. I got to so, get out. So, so tell me something. What, because that's, that's a strong intuition. And mm -hmm. tell me what that feeling was. Are you able to put words to that to let 100%, you know? 100%. Understand? Right. hundred percent. It was more of me putting in the work every morning and paying attention to my intuition and understanding that if it just doesn't feel right, like I, I just wasn't excited anymore about certain areas that brought me a lot of joy and fulfillment in that area of, I guess, the industry. Mm. It wasn't bringing me any joy anymore at all. And I, and I can always turn it on and turn it off in a very tactical side, but I've had to put in so much work in my own personal life that that think that that was God's way or the universe's way of testing me to making sure I was ready for the next level. Cause I had to let something go. Remember the, there's an old book back in the days. What got you here? Won't get you there. Yes. That's one of my favorite books. Yes. What, what got you here? Won't get you there. You can't take it with you. So I had to be a hundred percent willing and able to destroy the version of myself today to get to where I got to go. Man, I, I love this conversation right this moment. I, I really do because it's so, man, it's so important and so valuable to be able to listen and be aware of those signs mm -hmm. and paying attention to that feeling, paying attention to that intuition and not ignoring it because it's too easy. Those things happen to us. It's really so easy if you're long. making money too. It's really easy if you're making a type of coin that a lot so of people true. don't make, especially right now with this COVID stuff. They would, I've had over 90% of people would have died for that type of income. There's people, and you have to be grateful for that and grateful that you've got yourself up to this present moment. And I was like, well, I'm, I got to be able to eat my own dog food, Jay. Yeah. 
I can't yeah. do what I'm doing at a high level and me talk about this shit. I got to prove it. And that was me holding myself accountable to my community. It's me holding myself accountable to my family, people I come in contact with indirectly that listen to the show. I, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now with you on the phone and doing this recording right now and speaking with this level of passion. I wouldn't be able to do it. And you wouldn't be able to feel the that energy from me. Yeah, I I, I get you, man. I, I totally, I feel that so strongly. It, uh, that definitely connects with me. It's, you know, making those right types of decisions. And it, it um, let me, let me back up for one moment. It reminds me when you said that, you know, you, you, you felt it at one point, right? You were doing it. Yes. Everything was good, generating great revenues. You know, you, you were cool. And then all of a sudden you get to another phase or another stage where you're like, man, I, this this just isn't right, right? I'm not feeling this right now. It's not giving me the right energy. There's that red flag. Everything changes. We're always changing, right? Food We're didn't taste food changing. didn't taste the same to me anymore. If that makes sense, that's how aligned yes. I was at that moment. But go ahead and finish. Yes. finish. Look, yeah, I want and I want to want to take this as an opportunity to also turn this back on you as well. Of what are some moments and maybe if you've identified and listening to your true gut and your intuition that you were able to make some proper adjustments. Or if you weren't, did you look? Do you look back on those now and having any type of level of regret? So I'm going to answer that first yes, question, please. but I want to continue down the the path for a moment. So to answer the the latter part of that question, I have no regrets because I know now no. because I'm able to look in the rearview mirror and reframe mm -hmm. each of the past situations and experiences that I've had mm -hmm. as opportunities to grow. Right. Every one of those was an opportunity for me to look back on and say I was in that situation at that moment for a very specific reason. And if it didn't go as wow. I would have liked to have, have gone, I needed that experience to become the person that I am today. And, and again, it goes back to that perspective. Right. If I mm. wasn't looking at things like that, I would be lost in that. Oh, my gosh. You know. I'm a cycle up here. I'm a failure, right? And it's a never-ending cycle. Man. It's a you cycle of why me, why me cycle. Absolutely. The best thing that we can do is is to have someone who can help pull us out of that, mm -hmm. right? Who can break that cycle, who can change our pattern and help us see things for what they are, which is opportunities for growth. It's opportunities to learn very valuable lessons. And sometimes they come with a heavy price tag, but they're there for us, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's what the universe provides us. So mm -hmm. anyway, so going back to some of those some of those experiences, you, you know, ask your question again to me because I, I want to make sure, sure that I'm able to answer no, it's it. Fine. I know it's a, sometimes it was a, it was a long winded type of way of me framing that. And it kind of led me to an area of an opportunity and I couldn't stop myself because I wanted to let you finish because I want to make sure that I'm you know respectful of that. But then also that's a huge pocket of an area of opportunity for the listeners, because if I'm able to turn that back on to you just for a hot second, and I love that you answered the last, the latter part of the question that you had no regrets. That kind of helps me not really asking a bigger question and get a little bit more of a pinpoint approach to what I'm really looking for with the listeners. When those areas of opportunity come up and you're listening to your intuition, I know hundred percent you've had those moments and you made the proper adjustments. You wouldn't be here right now. 
but it's the what before we hit record on this for those who are able to learn all this information make a huge impact and they're willing to train it and able to train it to all the different personality types out there when you're able to kind of put your fingers on a pulse not just within one yourself and 100% aligned if you're able to be 100% aligned on their stuff that they're not even telling you and you're aware of and you can listen to their own intuition for them that it takes you to another level mm. and i know that you do this cuz i listen to your stuff and i'm a fan of your show i love it and you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing right now and that's why i'm asking this question are you aware of some of the things that are jumping out to them in their gut? If so, do you try to communicate that indirectly for them to really grasp that and feel that on their own and having their own experience? Great question. Short answer, yes. Okay. I do feel that. And the reason that I believe I feel that is not just because I'm listening, but I'm listening beyond what my ears are hearing. I'm listening with my eyes, I'm listening with my heart. And I, I don't want I, I to go off on a tangent, but there is a feeling that happens when you truly are connected with someone. And I'm, it, it ties back to, to that energy and not being woo-woo about it, but deep connection with someone, you feel things that you wouldn't just normally feel through a, Hey, how you doing? You know, what's going on today? That sort of conversation, right? Mm -hmm. It's it, when you really are able to ask better questions and go deep with someone and look at their body language and understand what's happening behind their eyes, because they can't, there are certain things that they can't, someone can't hide. They can't hide what truly is inside of them. They can't right. hide what's going on right behind those eyes. You may think you can, but if you pay attention to body dynamics, if you're paying attention yeah, to, to to inflection and all the different aspects of understanding body language, you start to, you realize what, what happens when true connection occurs. So identify yeah, a lot more patterns. You identify you, you so are. many patterns and they're not even aware of the little sudden looks and in the, in the, in the way that they yeah. hold their mouth or the way they enunciate certain words in a way that I look for areas of opportunity for, for, to help them and serve them on a, on a deeper level, not me getting what I want from that in a tactical side. And I know that you do that as well. And you're I, listening I, for the pain behind the eye. I'm, yes. li I'm looking to see where's your pattern and where do you hold as a crutch and where do you run? And everyone's going to run at some point and, you know, seeking shelter if they're feeling attacked. So how do I do that in a point to where they can feel from me that it's no judgment and I'm there to help them and I have the ability to do it in a high level and they feel secure of doing it. Yeah. I, I, I love the way that you articulated that. It, the, the feeling that I get when I'm having conversations is that I, I'm, I'm not listening to the conversation in order to be able to respond mm -hmm. to what the person's saying if that makes sense so I'm, I'm i'm listening and i'm in the conversation and i'm really trying to feel i'm trying to feel where that person is right now at this moment right, right. so if they're feeling some sort of pain in their business, if they're feeling pain in their in their life and it's showing up in their business, 
I, I want to try to understand what that is and what that feels like and what they're thinking about it. So my goal is to seek to understand what it is that mm-hmm. they're sharing and ask the right kind of questions that are going to tease out information that's truly going to be meaningful, that's going to allow me to be able to serve them at the highest level that I possibly can and or determine this is someone that I can work with, that I can truly help and that I can transform yeah. or it's Love it's this. not the right fit for me. And that's okay. Right. Again, it's getting to know or it's getting to yes, but I need right. to understand that and feel that. So if there is a lesson that I've learned through this experience, it is more about understanding than it is about being understood. Because when I can understand what someone is experiencing, the understood part, quite frankly, becomes so much easier because now they get it that you're connected with them. They get it that you understand what's going on in their world. They, they, they know, they almost look at you, the person who's sitting across from you almost looks at you as that, as that friend that they've had for so many years, that trusted individual who they're willing to open and share with because they know that you're not only listening, but you can actually help that individual. And it's a, it is a, it's an incredible feeling. And, and, and I'll just be candid with you. There are a number of calls that I've been on before, coaching calls, where when I got to the end of the coaching call, the client would say, I almost feel like I just went through a therapy session. hundred percent. That's the, you the, get that too. hundred percent, man. They're yeah. like, what the f-? they're like, man, like I, I've told you things that I haven't even told my wife or my girlfriend or my, you know, right. my husband or my boyfriend or my dog. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and usually you got to create that. You got to create the environment that, for them to be able to feel that it is okay yes. to be able to say anything. Yeah. And it needs to be a safe environment where they know that no matter what kind of conversations you're having, that it's it's a trusted conversation where it's not going anywhere else, where the entire purpose of that conversation is to serve that individual and look for ways to be able to guide, coach, help, push, drive, whatever the emotion is that has to be, that has to happen in order to help that person out. That's what we do right that's where we invest our time and our energy you're right there's a hundred percent you cannot communicate that verbal you cannot communicate it needs to they need to feel it and that comes from your intuition absolutely so you can't communicate that that. yeah 100 yeah that's that's the approach that i take and and i'm i I just want to if we can for just a moment i want to bring up something that you and i talked about before we started recording because i i think it's something that that's important to bring out for anyone that is interested in starting a podcast or has a podcast or is a guest on a podcast, if you're able to create a remarkable experience for either the guest or the host, depending on which mm-hmm. role you're in, you will have so much more success and you'll have so many more opportunities to show your greatness to the rest of the world, to be able to bring your voice and be able to articulate your message the right way. And it it, it goes way beyond podcasting, right? But I bring that up because it's so relevant today and it's what you and I are doing right now. The way that you communicate with me leading up to a podcast, during the podcast and after the podcast, mm-hmm. all of that creates 
an amazing experience if you structure it the right way. Mm -hmm. So it's going to, I'm going to tie this back to you always being prepared. The better prepared you are to show up for a podcast as a podcast host, as an example, the more effective you're going to be, the more the guest is going to feel at ease, the Mm -hmm. more the guest is going to tell lots of other people about the amazing experience they had with Chris Ross, right? That's exactly what you want. Bring your best to every situation that you have, right? Show up, again, I'm going to use show up. Ask better questions. Do your research. Invest your time. I I can't tell you the number of podcasts that I've either been on or that I've listened to where it was so clear that the podcast host did no research. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know in the first 30 seconds. I know in the first 30 seconds by the first question. Yes. So you've experienced yourself. And how does that make you feel? How does it make you feel? Chris? Makes you feel like I'm just there. Like it doesn't matter if you're just looking for a soul to communicate to. And you can do that by just talking to yourself in the mirror. Like I'm done. Exactly. So you leave that experience. Okay. Now, as a guest who's been through that situation before, what happens next? Okay. You, You walk out of that situation. What do you do next? I just go about my day like I this just didn't happen. Okay. But would you, in conversation with others, maybe say, gosh, you know what? I, I, I was on a podcast recently and eh, gosh, it just was not a good experience. They, 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 know, they know by the way that I feel by the level of contact they have with me afterwards. I'll put it this way. The people that come on and I am, I invite on the show I try to increase in what you're saying and just increase their overall experience so high and how I'm able to judge their experiences by the way they're able to promote the show that they just came on after the show. I've had guests that come on that promote and promote and promote. They only communicate. They say my name when they're major players in a room and there's so many opportunities that they might have. They still will bring my name up. And that lets me know a complete reflection on how I made them feel deep inside their soul. Mm-hmm. So I owe it to myself and I owe it to them. As you notice at the end of my name, there's a rights reserved. You got one name. One. You can change your name if you want to, but that's not 100% you. So. True. I hold myself accountable to that, man. And I know you do as well. And I thank you so much for even identifying that. 90% of people aren't going to identify that way of understanding and thinking on how much effort it goes into the approach, the preparation. Like I mentioned at the very beginning before we hit record, I put myself, I merge myself in your world so much that there's a good chance I'm not going to need. And I write down a lot of bullet points and areas of opportunity. And that lets me know was to hold myself accountable. 90% of what I write down, I never talk about. I because believe I'm, it. I'm not going, I'm not on the call with you and in recording for this information. This is from what I see. Now I'm going to break through the levels and layers. And that's the, my responsibility to every person that tunes into the show. Every that's, person. That, that's perfect. Now apply that to any and every business. Any and every business, when you as a business owner, as a business leader, 
are able to connect this way and create this type of experience and be this passionate about delivering excellence to every situation, every right. opportunity that you have, man, talk about building a foundation for rapid success. You will differentiate yourself from the great percentage of the other businesses out there mm -hmm. if you do that. If you focus on delivering an outstanding customer experience at every level and look at every every piece of your business, break it down, just like you do in podcasting, the way that you communicate ahead of time, right? The emails that you send, the way you get the person excited about the, the podcast itself, what happens during the podcast, right? What happens after our communication at that point, right? This is about building relationships. It's always about creating impact and service. And when you're focused on the customer, right? Not focusing on me, not focusing on you know, on my, my, my business itself, but focusing on what I'm actually delivering, the impact that I'm making and the transformation that you're creating, the value and the service that you're providing, when it is all about the other, right? When it's yeah. all about the other individual, you are going to succeed. You will. I'm going to shine a light on one piece of information. This goes out to the podcast hosts out there. As we know, just the digital world we live in today and obviously with the COVID and everything has happened, right? And people that are a little bit more adaptable to change, see that every is an opportunity for them to go on other shows and, and getting their business out there. You notice we didn't talk a lot about your business because that can be done by show notes and promotions. I'm trying to, well, I'm, I love what I do so much, Jay, that I want to be able to put you in a situation where you had the best experience and also the way that you're going to communicate that to all your community Everybody that you come in contact with. I've been on a lot of shows recently and bless Bogart's heart. He's been like over 200 shows in 2020, which is ridiculous. Right. And I love him to death. And he is going to impact a billion lives. I promise you this. And with my help, he's going to get there. I promise you. Cause I'm a hundred percent aligned to this. I probably went on maybe, I think I'm around like 20 shows. I love my parents. I love my family. I love my community. I love my businesses. I love the people I come in contact with. I don't want to share, uh, I guess, a lot of the recordings with people because it's the same surface level bullshit. But the ones that when I go on and I'm a guest on their show and they really they are able to extract information and bring out something that even my family hasn't heard before. I'm going to be overly excited to promote that show. And that's I even went as far as looking at the steps. Afterwards, I was like, how can I take this energy from this? And then that way it doesn't ever leave. I'll say, well, I'm going to start my own network. <laughs> right Now we're now we're a part of everybody. It's catching lightning in a bottle. Beautiful. Like, uh, that's what I love about you, Jay. The message and even the follow through of what you do doesn't come from your messages. It's the way you make me feel when I read your message. When people say, oh, I followed up. Did you really follow up? But what did you say when you went to follow up? Did you say, hey, can you get back to me? <laughs> right? Like, what do you say? I pick out something you don't, you haven't told your dog. And I mentioned that in the message. To let you know, a year later, I'm still thinking of you. Mm -hmm. I got you. And at some point, it's not, maybe not the right time for you, but at some point, 
it's going to sneak it's going to sink in and that's it game over i'm going to make an impact yeah. and that's what i love that what you do as well and we haven't even really talked about what about the obviously with the business and what you do it doesn't really need to be said you've been on the show saying it but also you know i do have a good community and a, and a very loyal community and raving fans and i love you guys the deaf the ones that are tuning in all the way to the end of this from i guess the podcast best way to get you jay or the the website i know that i've I guess I merged myself in some of your content on Facebook just because it made it so easy with the community. And I love your videos, by the way, again. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, really the easiest way to connect with me, just, just go to my website. It's uh, there's actually a couple different website addresses, but easiest way to get there is J sheer business consulting.com full name, J A Y S C H E R R. You see it on the screen, business consulting.com. You'll have access to yeah, Everything we'll you- that I do, all the different sandboxes I play in. And I, I, I got to tell you this, and, and I'm not just saying this, but I talk about creating a, creating a wonderful experience. You've done that. I love these types of conversations. And I appreciate you, not only your level of gratitude, your level of preparedness, but just you, the way that you show up as a human being, man, you're I love it. You, you, you just mentioned the, the phrase catching lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. I feel that way, right? I feel that way based on the way that you and I have engaged with one another. And what's so cool. Yeah, man. But what's so cool about, about you and what you're doing here is that you're approachable. You are there. You respond. You share. You care. And you truly are making impact. So I want you to know how much I appreciate you. You're Thanks meaningful in my world and I'm playing the long game. I know you are and I cannot wait, man. I cannot wait to be part of what you're doing, support you in any way that I can and grow and learn from you. I appreciate everything you just mentioned. And even I appreciate it even for you to even have that thought come to your brain and you be able to communicate it the way that you did. I, it really does mean a lot to me. And that's probably why you're able to, I guess, give that type of love. And that's a huge compliment when it comes coming from you and all the things that you've accomplished. And yeah, we're playing a long game, brother. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm telling you, people better get used to seeing our names attached to certain things. And they're going to always end up like, why? These guys just win. Like, what do you do today? Win. What are you doing tomorrow? Win. I win or learn. This is my life. So what I do, I want to learn. And at some point, and God willing, when that happens, I'm going to come to my end day and I'm not going to know when that day is going to come. And I'm, I'm, I need to, I'm dying on E, Jay. I'm dying on E. I got to, I'm dying on E. Damn. And I, man, I, what, what a way to live, man. That's talking, that's squeezing every bit of juice that you can. And Always remember, it is about the moments. Every single moment matters. And you've got to get everything from it that you can. Give as much as you can, and you'll receive. But give first. And even even those, and just to touch on something real quick, and I think it's a level of, well, an area opportunity for people to really grasp. The times where you can easily fall into that victim mentality or falling into the shame or the guilt side of it. If you look back at your life and be like, man, I wish I would have blah, 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 blah. 
I wish I'd have done this. I'm grateful, good and bad. I'm grateful for the time that I was this idol. I'm grateful for all of it, all of it. And those are the ones that make such a hell of, such a hell of an impact with anyone they come in contact with. I don't give a shit. If I go to Starbucks or I go to, I'm sitting in a board meeting. Or I want to call with you, Jay. I'm going to transfer my energy into you and to see if you're receptive to that energy. And once I have a sense and using my emotional intelligence and realize that you can, you can handle that type of frequency, then now it's lightning in a bottle because I'm going to recycle it back into me and I'm just want to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's the impact that we're making with people. And I love that you just said that. And thank you so much for one, the interview. I'm extremely grateful for all the moments up leading up until now. And then also looking forward to the future of me coming on your show which I cannot wait for part two of this to really dive in and let, and I guess taking some time and having, allowing you to do your thing and let's have another amazing conversation. I can't wait. It's going to be remarkable as was this. And again, so grateful for you. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. You're welcome guys. Y'all take care. Be well, be you be great. Peace out. Let's go win. Take care.